And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. And if you didn't know, this is a very special episode. Hey, we're back recording the intro to this. I'm just, why don't I just narrate everything I did? Recording the intro to an interview I had with Shelby Wolstein. She hosts a podcast along with her co-host, Caleb Heron. Heron? Heron? I'm unsure of how to pronounce that last name. They have a host of show on a po- uh, on a network called uh, Headgum. Is <laughs> not what I meant to say. The podcast is called Keeping Records. It's about a long time ago, in I believe the 70s, 1977. NASA sent the Voyager probe into space. I'm going to read exactly what the description says. And uh, carrying things from Earth and what they're called, quote-unquote, golden records. It's basically recordings of uh, music and nature sounds and a bunch of stuff that were popular back then in 1977. Uh, But now, Caleb and Shelby are recording this podcast to, you know, update it and uh, make it sound, uh, make it make whatever, you know, just pretend what they would send into space uh, if NASA was doing this again. It's a funny show. Sounds good. Over there on the headgum, they've had a lot of guests because the show is not new. It's young, but it's not new. So, check it out. Let me read some of the guests. I think that's fair. I think it's fair to to talk about someone's podcast. I got to talk about some of the guests that have been on. They've uh, had most recently Liza Traeger. They've had Chris Gethard. We know him. He's our friend. John Lumberg, Nagin Farsad, we know her, not personally, Shaquise Neal, Lauren Lapkus, Beth Stelling, just so just a, a Sam, Samantha Irby, oh, just a Zoe Lister-Jones, oh, she's wonderful, Jake and Amir, of course, you own the HeadGum Network, uh, Sabrina Jalice, they just had a cavalcade of people, good, funny people that uh, I enjoy. So here's this interview with Shelby. Check it out. You can, uh, I, should, I guess I should put out her social and stuff because that's usually what I do. Uh, let's find Shelby's social on here. I'm not going to edit this part. <laughs> you can follow her on Twitter at Shelby Wolstein. It looks like she's a good follow. Uh, you can find her on Instagram at Shelby Wolstein as well. And uh, listen to keeping records wherever you get podcasts okay and now hear this the interview thank you for sitting down with me i appreciate it so much um i uh was was just listening to the podcast and uh uh, sounds good that's uh that means you know first of all that's all you got. Like that's that that's it. If you if you have a good sounding podcast, congratulations. Um, but it's a very love lovely, very good premise, uh, and I love a good podcast with a premise. Um, how did you and Caleb find out about these golden records? Um, it was Caleb's friend Chandler had brought them up. Caleb and I were like for a while like maybe we would do a podcast, but we were like we would only do one if we had an idea. Like we were really. We didn't want to do a podcast where it was just like us talking. Mm-hmm. 
those are great. They exist, but we were like, we'll get bored by that pretty fast in terms of like sitting down to do it every week. Right. Um, so we were coming up with a bunch of ideas and, um, nothing that we were like loving, but we were kind of moving towards doing one idea. And then Caleb's friend from college Chandler told him about the golden records and we were like fascinated by it. And then we were like, we should do that. <laughs> That's crazy. They're so interesting and there's so much there to do. So we, um, looked into them a little bit more. Caleb bought like the, there's a book about them and we bought that and then we really decided to do it in that direction. Yeah. Are these records, they're not actually records. They're not like a vinyl or anything. It's no, I actually laugh about this a lot <laughs> because I get that the people who made it are ultimately scientists and they know more than me, but it doesn't make sense to me. There's like, there's two golden, they're like, they are round, but they're not like vinyl. And then there's a diagram on one of them that's supposed to show you how to play it. But I, I look at that diagram and it tells me nothing. It looks just like crazy symbols. And then you're expecting other life from other like galaxies to see that diagram and be like, okay, yeah, no, we know how to figure this out. Like what? It's like getting something from Ikea, but way, like way harder. Um, so they're not, they're not like vinyl, but they are records and they can be played on the Challenger. Like there is a player on it or the Voyager, not the Challenger. Voyager. I was going to say the Challenger, but that one must be uh, long gone by now. Yeah, no, the Voyager. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It it's uh that's i don't know that's kind of that sounds uh stupid on their part i know it's 1977 but uh at least invent the mp2 or something you know just uh, <laughs> they'll make I, it a digital format instead of proprietary we read something that they were like we didn't use we use numbers to show them how to do it because those are universal and i'm like they're not universal they're worldly <laughs> they are of this world <laughs> like they are Yes, numbers work globally, but they don't work universally. Like we're using that wrong. No, like the idea that they would see like a three and be like, ah, speaking our language is like so insane. Like, I guess that's the closest they could get to being like, we can speak, but it doesn't make, they know more than me, but it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, it just, it's it's so stupid. And then you know, I mean, I I enjoy I I, I thoroughly like the foresight uh, and the scientist mind to do that. But uh, God, it's just 1977 is too early. And uh, you know, even now, I guess like if somebody 41 years from now was like was like you you know say Biden sent sent up another one, and yeah. 41 years from now somebody be going, why do they send up NP4s? Why don't they send right. up you know? gigabots or you know whatever so. yeah we talked to um this guy john lomberg who worked on the original records with mm -hmm. sagan and he said that they almost did another one but then like chose not to they thought it would be like too much of a lift <laughs> and he was like we would have loved to do it <laughs> um but the idea is that they, they won't be found till long after humans are gone oh boy I know. Whenever they tell us that, we're like, yeah, definitely. And that's awesome. <laughs> At least go to a, I think, 
if you're going to do it again, if they could do it again, send up a good year, not 1977. I would probably go to, uh, let's see, uh, post 9-11, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, they, I think it was like four or five years ago. They almost sent another one up. I feel like they will again, but I don't know. I mean, it's NASA. So like, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, is this your first, uh, uh, God, I guess I'll just say it. Is this your first podcast? Yes. Okay. Uh, for both of us. We oh. hadn't done, we'd been on other people's podcasts, but we'd never produced or like been, you know, hosting. What did, did you, do you, do you two ever find it uh, difficult to, were you nervous to start like a weekly thing so you can talk to somebody, uh, you know, and uh, and and continue to you know make up segments and and make sure that if this person's not interesting, then we have we are able to be competent hosts and and uh, fall back on ourselves. I was definitely a really nervous interviewer in our first episode and a couple after that. Even though it was like our first episode was with one of our closest friends, Holmes Holmes who's an incredible comedian and they're like very close with us from Chicago. They just moved here to LA. And I was like, I didn't know how much I could talk about myself or if I was like explicitly there to interview someone out like that really stressed me out. And then we only had like two or three segments thought out. They only do one or two an episode. So it was like that stuff sort of rumbled around. It didn't like a, a struggle to do it weekly until like sort of recently. Cause we're not, um, the world's opening back up and we're like doing more things and we're like god we gotta record and it's like Wednesday afternoon we release on Fridays and we're like yeah. we gotta get hot too gotta move it um so that part's getting a little bit more stressful just with like the world being a little bit more in motion than when we started which was when mm-hmm. we were like in the house all the time it was something to do well now that you are able to do it from home, uh, and it sounds just as good uh, by with you guys having uh, microphones at home. I think that that could alleviate some type of uh, pain. You know, should you should it be later in the week and both of you are working and and you know it's a it's a Thursday afternoon. You go all right, let's get this recorded, or it's a Friday morning. You go all right, this is this is the time we have, and we're able to get this out by Friday at five p.m. and it'll be fine. Yeah, and we have like, in my opinion, the best podcast producer that exists in uh, Mike, and he is the pod because he does the best. Uh, he makes it sound good. We don't make it sound good at all, but he does his thing. He's the best. <laughs> What's want to talk about him on the pod? Uh, he cuts it whenever we do. Really? So whenever we do other things, we make sure to talk about him because we're trying to give him his due. Hype him up. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Mike Comite, the best the best audio engineer in the game, in my opinion. The end? <laughs> uh, well, the, all, the, no, I think no, he can do so much with so little. We like when we started and we pitched it and he did our pilot with us before we had like signed anything. Mm-hmm. Um and we were like, Yeah, we have these ideas, and it was truly like speaking in tongues. Like our ideas were so in our head and we didn't really know how to voice them, and then he made them like somehow both exactly what we wanted and so much better. It was like so confusing how we did that. He's the best. He should be making a trillion dollars and I'll make sure that one day he does. What What's it like working with uh, HeadGum? I think HeadGum is, 
you know, if you if you think about in, in terms of comedy podcasting, you know, you you think Earwolf, uh, but uh, admittedly they've gone uh, wayward, especially yeah. after being sold to Sirius and before that to the Scripps Company, EW Scripps Company, uh, a company which I worked for. Uh, so, uh, and I'm not working right now, so that tells you where they're at. Um, <laughs> so, Headgum, how how is how is you know, how are Jake and Amir uh, as uh, as bosses? I'm sure there's more, but uh, I only know those two figureheads. Uh, how how is how is working with that company and all these other great uh, podcasts within that are under the same branch? Yeah, it's good. We've become pretty close with uh, Jeff, who um, he hosts. A review review with Riley and he also does the headgum podcast mm-hmm. um he sort of introduced us to Jake and Amir when okay. we were pitching the podcast so he's been like incredible and then Jake and Amir are great we did their podcast they've done ours like we've you know met them in that way we haven't been in studio yet so there's not been like that vibe yet but they just signed a lease we're like they have a basketball hoop and we're going to play basketball there this week so oh okay we're going to start to get to know them a little bit better, but for a while, it's just been like email or like Instagram and being like, what's up? But it's been fun. We like them a lot. We hope to work with them for a long time. That's good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that, uh, that you are enjoying them. Uh, well, back with your podcast, the, uh, what kind, so, so your records, I assume are going to, are opened up into more than just whatever was in the 1977 you know just music and all that type of stuff what kind of what kind of uh records have you you know when you started the podcast what kind of record were you just thinking about and then now that you're a good six months in uh wait when did you start in like december that was the trailer for the show right so uh now that you're uh you know a couple of months in what kind of has that changed do you is there anything else that you would add to it or take away yeah it's funny because originally we were like okay the ideas that we gave as like examples when we were having guests on were pretty static it was like a movie a tv show and like an experience yeah (laughs) and and then uh, i think it was sydney washington sent up a swiffer and we were like i guess like why not um and people have had such like unique ideas we also do a segment called delete it where it's something that we delete from the records Mm -hmm. and i think of new things for that like every day there's like a little thing that annoys me that is so small because i think when we started it was like the big things like the big things that annoy us and now it's like we've been doing it for long enough that the things that we're deleting are like little things that are just like sort of grading (laughs) like um this one's kind of gross, but I thought about it yesterday and it is only if you have like really long hair, but if you swallow food and you have your own hair in it and you have to pull it out and you like yeah. are truly like pulling hair out of your throat, I want that off the record. I don't want it. I don't want it anywhere. I want it completely gone. Like I don't want to ever hear about that experience. I don't want to see it. I don't want to feel it. Like I want it gone. And I don't want the lasting record of humanity to have any reference to that <laughs> there. Um, but in that there are some things that i think are so annoying that i want them on the record i want them to know that it existed um and then yeah we get like you know there still is like a lot of music and things like that that people will include but i think our favorites are when it's like a feeling or like someone recently put on like realizing you have a crush on someone and it's like 
yeah that's more of like a feeling it's a concept <laughs> it's like yeah that gets more to the root of like what humanity is than you know holes the movie which will be on my records oh okay well good good to know you said when you said holes i was like is she talking about the movie yeah. and then i was then i thought the book big maybe big time the movie um and the book but the movie hmm. i love the movie holes and it's on the records for me i uh just last week i was rapping of who's his name armpit armpits rap uh in the in the song the whole yeah. theme song uh it's it's ingrained in my head and i I don't want it there, but yeah. it's it's there forever. A R M P I to the T. That's right. That's right. I love that movie. It's one of the best that's been ever made. Yeah, really think so? <laughs> yeah, I do. I could make the argument, but I've been told I can go too hard on it. So. No, well that that's fair. I was people say that about like Space Jam. I was watching. I just watched the new Space Jam Legacy trailer, and okay. uh, I have no I have no hopes for that. Uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a fan of nostalgia. I'd rather. Okay. I'd rather just watch something. Like I don't want something slapping me in the face with, "Hey, remember this? Hey, remember this?" I want. You know, I want something like Holes. I want something that's story driven. You know, just. Yeah. Didn't ever remake Holes. I hope they never do. It's perfectly done the first time with a problematic cast. <laughs> and, and, um, ah, they can't remake it. <laughs> I don't know. They, uh, you know, the lead character, lead guy. I don't know what happened to him, but he made, uh, Honey Boy. He made uh, <laughs> a yeah, bunch of other. Has, but then he got a little. He's been in a little bit of trouble, and um, so he sort of canceled and correct so. And then there's um John Wait, Boy, who's like, who's been sort of canceled. You went out there. Shia LaBeouf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yes, yes. Of course, yes. And then there's John Voight in that, and he's not really a great guy. <laughs> but then you got like Sigourney Weaver. I don't think she's done anything wrong. Dulé Hill, he's a great guy. Mm -hmm. uh, Eartha Kitt, I think she's dead. Who played? <laughs> <laughs> well, now they can't remake uh, the Emperor's New Groove. Uh, who played uh, the woman? Was that was Sigourney Weaver the woman with the the nails and the the, yeah. the snake thing? Oh my, the snake venom. I had and i think it might have also been because she was in friends and uh uh as like the sexy older woman i had such a huge uh a crush on her well her character was ultimately hot yeah like she was really scary but she was hot mm -hmm. she was the only woman i think in the whole besides stanley elnett's mom and eartha kit i think she's the only woman in the movie <laughs> she's just three women <laughs> I, mean... I think so because it's all at this boys camp yeah I think that's it. I also remember the slow motion. Oh, kissing Kate Barlow. Oh, four. Patricia Arquette. I also remember the uh, slow motion of the like the two shoes that were tied together being thrown. I distinctly remember that, and I I truly don't know why. Yeah, Sweet Feet's shoes, and then they. I've always thought that's a huge plot hole in the movie, and I think in the book too, because. Zero throws the shoes. Okay. And Stanley catches them and immediately gets arrested. This is either a plot hole or like an absolute drag on our judicial system. Either way, it, I mean, it doesn't make sense unless they explain it this way. But so Stanley gets arrested right away. Zero mm -hmm. gets away because he threw the shoes. Right. 
when Stanley gets to camp, Zero's already there. That doesn't make sense. I think Zero did an equal offense. He like there was another like he got rid of those shoes. He was able to get away, and then he he went and did something else bad that same day because he was not that the timing doesn't make sense for me. And that's where I take issue. Well, you know, uh, Aladdin, you know, he stole he stole bread to feed himself in Abu. Right. And so uh, it's I mean, maybe he could maybe Aladdin, you know, went out and stole again just to feed himself. OK, I'll take it. That's the that that's my that's the only reasoning I would think. Because he because Stanley like pretty much goes to in front of the judge the next day or something and then is sent yeah. to that camp. Yeah. And Zero's already there. But Zero sent it. So it doesn't. Unless Zero got arrested just but five minutes later, five minutes later. it doesn't make much sense. <laughs> but I'm here for it because it's a perfect movie otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you'd send holes up, uh, and and with that with a great twenty page paper on what essay on why it's so good. <laughs> yeah, well, because I I mean, there's so many stories being told in holes. There's like four different storylines. There's the kids and Kate Barlow. There's the Zero and Stanley. And like the boys camp generally. Then there's the like Eartha Kit curse. Yeah. yeah then there's the, the trying to get the shoes not to smell thing for Henry Winkler, his storyline. That's, that's like a D story. <laughs> but K- Kissing Kate Barlow, that story is like, could be, if I were to ever remake Holes, I would make the Kissing Kate Barlow story. That is mm. a good storyline. It is, yeah. I it's can fix like, that. I call it, I can fix that. I can fit, like, her falling in love with him, the, like, I mean, terrible, terrible, I mean, they really, for a Disney movie, it was produced by Disney. Mm-hmm. They, like, really got into it yeah. uh, towards the end there when Dula Hill's character dies. That should be its own movie. Yeah, it's, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Um, what, uh, so, with you guys, with you all only being uh, so far into the show, is have have, the, have there been any changes that you would like to implement? You or Caleb would like to implement anything that you would see the show expanding into? Because uh, I because I know early on a lot of podcasts will see themselves as one thing and then uh, eventually morph into something just a little bit more uh, easier to do or something that 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 is a little bit more comparable to what they're doing at the point yeah i don't know how much we're looking to change it entirely i think there are like some special episodes we'd want to do now that it's sort of the expectation is set like if you do something unique too early people expect it all the time now i think mm-hmm. we've been doing it long enough that like i had the idea of having like a you know some sort of famous chef on and having them instead of doing their own records do a meal for the aliens like if you had to plan out a meal what would that be or like um you know one time caleb and i want our moms to do an episode um and so things like that um maybe like live shows eventually we want to do some live ones um where like some of the listeners can come on and tell us what they want to put on um that's been a big thing and we like interacting with people online like we've been our we do like a lot of question things or like 
we have the quiz for this or that where we like put that on the stories and that's always really fun to see what people pick and things like that um we've gotten really engaged with that line so finding new ways to like do that um is a priority but in terms of like the setup of the actual podcast i think it'll be pretty much the same with maybe some more unique episodes thrown in do you now now the emphasis is on uh getting an extra you know squeezing an extra dollar out of the user the listener that sounds negative but but you know if when you have a dedicated fan base people are willing to pay extra uh, is there is is there any thought of starting some type of Patreon or some type of uh, you know I just got an email for the uh, podcast uh, Apple Podcast subscription you know service is there any was right. there any thought about doing any of that stuff extra episodes? Um, we've talked about doing like a Patreon or like we've gotten DMs and stuff about merch and we've thought about doing that. Um, we probably will down the line just when it makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think like the worst thing we could do is like release merch and no one buys it, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like awesome. Well, <laughs> um, and then I'll ha- also like, we need approvals from other people. It's mm-hmm. weird. Cause we want to just be able to like do things like Caleb once made shirts for himself just as a joke and sold them on Twitter. It was like, that's really fun. But now we have to like talk to headgum and like make sure it's cool and like do all of that. Um, so that's part of it ultimately um i think probably will do one or the other or both um definitely because we also like we really would love to have more interactions with the with the listeners that are like really dedicated and if there's a way to do that you know through a patreon where then we can like have them leave us voicemails that we like listen to on the or like things like that that would be really fun for us like i think we would have a blast yeah, yeah, that's uh, that sounds like the, your show is uh, ripe for. I'm sorry, you might be hearing somebody come by with a giant cart. All right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, your show sounds like it's ripe for being able to have that listener interaction. Uh, I could already imagine. Uh, you can take this idea if you want, but I can already imagine uh, before an episode starts. You know, you just have like a fake, you know, a voicemail thing. And then, uh, and then, you know, you have three listeners say, hey, keeping records. Yeah, I just got to, you know, I like to put on uh, the all of U2's 90s albums. And then, and then right. someone's like, oh, I want to put on a picture of my son as a baby and uh, and or something stupid. You know, just, uh, right. you know, I guess I can already see that happening because that's uh, that's great. Um, now, I've never asked this to anybody before who's done a, who has a podcast. What is it like doing an ad read uh, with the expectation of I have to fit in all of this information? Uh, both you and Caleb do it with, I would say, you make it interesting. You make it interesting enough for people to not skip ahead. So what what is that like? Um, sometimes it definitely depends on who we're advertising for, how, how strict their parameters are. Like some of them are like, say whatever you want. We usually try whatever we're, uh, advocating for if like ever we haven't it's been like we've it's coming but we haven't yet so like there is genuinely like some sort of personal experience with whatever we're trying but um yeah we just like to have fun with it sometimes we'll talk about like an angle but generally we'll just like log on we're usually late with ads like <laughs> they're due on Fridays on Thursday nights so that it can release on Friday and we're usually like 
Thursday morning being like, oh, we got to do ads. So we're like, we just sit in our, cause we live together. So we just like sit in the house and like do it for fun. And we do maybe two takes if we need to, but we like doing them. Some of them have full scripts. Mm. Those are the easy ones. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to do anything. You just read. Um, but then we like to have fun with them, especially if we really have liked the product. It's like really fun to talk about it in that way. How how do a lot of them give you the product or like uh, with that prior experience? Like, do you, are are you ever getting like not free stuff, but they ever just say, "Hey, try this out"? Yeah. So like we've yeah, I don't think I can not. I so like we've had Magic Spoon. We have it in the house. <laughs> we like really like it, and we have mm -hmm. like. If people come stay with us, like they have it, <laughs> we really like it. Um, but they sent it to us before we did our first ad with them so that we were never like, Magic Spoon's great. <laughs> I didn't know what we were talking about. Um, so that usually, usually happens, not always, but usually. How, how many boxes did they send? I, I have to know. Eight. Oh, that's a good number. That's a, a good perfect number. number. <laughs> I think it was technically four for me, four for Caleb. <laughs> together you can send us boxes. yes um, oh just mix up the flavors and i that's what i would i love cereal so i would i would i would be all over a magic spoon ad in a heartbeat yeah we love magic spoon hmm. we truly love it that's good that's good this is not an ad by the way whoever's uh, this is not an ad for magic spoon but if they want to keep re-upping i will advertise for them forever and if they want to start something with me, then I'm willing to take it. Uh, well, thank you, Shelby. I appreciate you for sitting down. This has uh, been a long time in the making. We've, uh, I, I've missed uh, a couple of emails here and there. And then, you know, with uh, and trying to set up with you and Caleb. And then it just became a whole thing. And I was just like, give me the girl. Nope, should not have said that. <laughs> give me Shelby. <laughs> no worries. Um, it was fun. Yeah. All right, All right. Thank you for having me. Of course. Anytime. Uh, well, Keeping Records, you can find it on every podcast <laughs> app ever. Anywhere, yeah. 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 Whatever they have, listen to it there. And rate and review on Apple. That That is the most important part of this. Yeah, uh, rate, five show. stars, review positively. <laughs> tell, uh, tell Caleb uh, I said hello. He doesn't know who I am. I will never meet, but I just wanted <laughs> to say that as well. I'll let him know. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you again, and have a good rest of your week. You too. Bye. Bye.